baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. Welcome, welcome, one and all. This is the Wiggins America Christmas Special. So we're going to talk about some Christmas stuff this hour. And yes, it's going to be entertaining. Yes, it's going to be enlightening. And then we'll get back to your regularly scheduled programming. There is plenty of news, of course, to be talked about. But we'll get back to the normal right after we get done with our hour here. Thank you for letting me have it. I'm technically thanking management for letting me have it, not you. But thank you for being here, certainly for it. One of the things that I wanted to mention, just went to SeaWorld last month. So over the sorry, the Thanksgiving holiday, I was down in Florida, and I had never been to SeaWorld, and we decided to go. There was Christmas stuff everywhere. And when I say Christmas stuff, I don't mean tinsel and ornaments. I mean they had Jesus in a manger. They had Merry Christmas up everywhere, not Happy Holidays. And ever since then, maybe my radar has just been on a little bit more than usual, I have been noticing this year, unlike others, Everybody is saying Merry Christmas. It had been Happy Holidays. Now, I don't know if this is intentional or if, it, again, it's just my perception, but I've been so happy that so many people have been telling me Merry Christmas, whether it be bank tellers or clerks at the store or coworkers or uh, the dolphins at SeaWorld. Everybody's saying Merry Christmas. And it just makes me feel a little bit better than when they say Happy Holidays. And I think part of that is because... Everybody, I don't know, in the last 10 years, maybe 10 plus, it seems like everybody's been a little bit more nervous about saying Merry Christmas for fear of offending people because not everybody celebrates Christmas. But you know what? Who cares? If somebody says Happy Hanukkah to me, I'm not going to be offended. That's the whole thing, isn't it? It's all about the offense culture, the woke culture that says, no, 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 you have to think about everybody else all the time and their wishes and their needs, even though the vast majority are going to say Merry Christmas because they celebrate Christmas. It's it's really silly, and I'm glad to see there's been pushback from it at, at every angle that I can see anyway. I'm just one person, but in all my experiences, and even on commercials this year, I'm seeing Merry Christmas. I don't know what it is, but I'm glad about it. I'm going to ask a few questions of one of my favorite co-hosts. Old Roy is, of course, not that co-host. It's Trisha. She's going to be in for part of this hour. We're going to talk about toys. We're going to talk about this question. Did you ever want an item so badly, probably when you were a kid, a toy, that when you got it, it was a massive disappointment? I pulled up right now what that toy was for me. It was the game Crossfire. Do you remember Crossfire? You'll remember this. It's some time in the future. The ultimate challenge. Crossfire. Crossfire. You get caught. Crossfire. Crossfire. You get caught. Crossfire. 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 
won't get up in it. They had to spend millions of dollars on that ad because in 1990-whatever, it was incredible. The ad starts with, it's sometime in the future, and these two kids are in an arena battling it out with lightning striking, and then you get the game, and then you are shooting marbles at a token. And it is not that cool. We're going to ask that question of Trisha coming up in the next segment. We're going to have a fun hour. Stick around. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Merry Christmas, Trisha. Merry Christmas, Ryan. I am super, super festive this year. Don't know why. Love Christmas, but I'm just in a good mood this year. Oh, good. Yeah. As opposed to the other years where you're in a bad mood. Oh, a terrible mood at Christmas. Poor family. No, I, I, I have like, I, I'm not going to say seasonal depression, but I know every October I kind of get down. Yeah. And then by Christmas, I'm usually back up. Not to take this to a dark place, but that kind of sneaks up on people. Yeah. I know that... About mid-November, late November, beginning of December, all of a sudden, I get real weepy about things. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I I don't even... sad or just emotional? Emotional. But I don't even see it coming. Is it linked to somebody that you love died in November or something like that? No, I think maybe it's like a reflection of the year and the emotions come back, and then that paired with no sunshine for weeks on end, it's just kind of hard to bounce back. It all hits around then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my again, not to get too dark because I just said I'm in a really good mood. But um, my my wife's dad, my father in law, died on Christmas Eve in 2011, mm-hmm. and so um, my wife loves Christmas, but it's always and her mom, who is now a widow, uh, her birthday is the 23rd. So uh, we were married at the time; we didn't have kids, but we went through that together, which is good that I got to be a part of. That we, you know, it's not a good thing, but no, but it was, that good I was that there. You were there to be supportive. And- yeah, <clears throat> and I got to know my father-in-law, you know, for several years before yeah. he died. Um, but this year's, it's always a weird thing. It's kind of like what you're saying with being weepy, because mm-hmm. she'll just be in a good mood, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, it's something yeah. just hit, you know. Yeah, and I imagine that's probably the same, really, any time of year. But it, it maybe just be magnified a little bit because of Christmas. It's such a family holiday. Um, but that really has nothing. I, I was going to ask you this question going into the segment simply because I talked about it in the last segment and I, I told you ahead of time because I'm like, this is one of those that maybe you need a second to gather. So as I'm saying this, if you're listening, you know, I would love to hear what yours are too. If you're listening here on Christmas weekend, that's just a fun question that I don't think gets asked, but mine was crossfire. 
What was the question? I'm, yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. The, 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 the question was, <laughs> what uh, what Christmas gift did you, did you really want, either as an adult, but probably as a kid, that you really wanted, asked for it, asked for it, asked for it, that you got it, and you were like, oh, <laughs> this is not what was advertised. Mine was the game Crossfire. What is Crossfire? So it's it's a game. It's not quite a board game. It was almost like a... Um, it's it's like air hockey except with marbles. So you would shoot these little marbles at these little token things in the middle, and you would just shoot them, and the other person's shooting them too. And so you're just trying to get those things to go in the other person's end. Mm-hmm. That's it. The commercial, incredible, which I highlighted a minute ago. But the game itself, you play it once and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it? All right. Because I felt like I was going to be in the battle arena and now I am just in my living room shooting marbles across a plastic piece of nothing. To that point, I think they did a better job advertising toys when we were growing up. Could that be that they just don't have as much opportunity to advertise to kids now? Possibly. Because TV, you know, kids don't watch a lot of regular TV anymore. At least most of the kids in my circles don't. It's not that ads don't exist. It's just you used to sit down, boom, I'm watching Nickelodeon for the next two hours or whatever. You're going to see a and ton Crossfire of toy ads. And Crossfire looks cool yeah. every time. Oh, I mean, they every would 15 spend minutes. a boatload mm-hmm. of money on these ads to yeah. make a doll look like it was the most amazing thing you'd ever seen in your life, you know? It you know, Pull your hair out mm-hmm. to get it. And now you just don't have as much of that, which I think is good. But, you know, some of those memories are kind of fun, too. So did you have one of those things? I did. It was the Furby. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you ever have a Furby? <laughs> no, that oh, was beyond me. Man, I wanted a Furby so bad, something bad, and they were never on the shelves. They were so hot that you couldn't find them. Yeah. What was and, that, like late 90s? Yeah, probably. I was born in 88, so sometime in the 90s. And I remember I wanted this Furby. It was going to be my best friend. I was going to care for it. It was, it was going to be my whole world. And finally, I got it. And if you've never experienced a Furby, it is maybe the most annoying piece of equipment that they put on the market. It would No, wait. I don't I don't remember okay. much about it. So, so you'd put batteries in it, right? Yeah. And it would talk to you in a language that wasn't English. And oh, okay. It was sold that you were supposed to like learn Furby language and learn to talk to it. Well, that was impossible because <laughs> technology just wasn't that good then. <laughs> right. So you're like, bah, 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 at your Furby, and it's not really responding. And then you'd have to... F- Feed it by like touching its tongue, but it would wake up in the middle of the night and demand you touch its tongue. Oh my gosh, really? I don't I think I've never heard this before. <laughs> so like three in the morning, this thing would be like, bah, 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 was this wanting bef- to be fed? Okay. I mean, I'm familiar with the idea because remember Tamagotchis? Yes, love Tamagotchis. Which one was first, Furby or Tamagotchi? I don't remember, but I do love same I, idea. Some. It, Sometimes I still think I wish I had my Tamagotchi or my Neopets. Yeah. Those were fun because although you could let your animals perish and you'd be sad about it, they weren't constantly buzzing at you. Yeah. These Furbies would just start shouting at you at all hours of the day and there was no <laughs> way to make them stop. So, so you're 12, 10, whatever it is, up at three in the morning like jamming this thing's tongue trying to get it to oh stop my gosh. crying so my brother and i my brother and i are eight years apart mm-hmm. so the pretty big gap there actually that may be about what you and i are not quite um <clears throat> so a lot of the things he got i didn't so i missed 
you know, some of the Furby stuff. Mm-hmm. But he really wanted a Tamagotchi. Mm-hmm. And Those were hard to find for a while, too. Were. I remember going to Toys R Us with my dad yeah. every time, hoping today's the day the Tamagotchis are there. And and I didn't care, although they were a hot toy. Mm-hmm. And I, I was probably, I don't know, 16, 18 in there somewhere. And so because he got one, I think my parents got me one just because, well, we found them. I might as well get two of them. So he and I, and they were always looking for opportunities for he and I to bond when Mm -hmm. we were that age. Because while we were buddies, and I would say we're we're closer now, even if it's one of those relationships, me and my brother, I love my brother, even if we don't talk for a month, nothing, we've missed nothing. Sure. You know? And so, and then we'll go through periods where we talk all the time and then we just skip That's for a, a significant age gap though when you're a kid. Exactly. Yeah. So they would look for opportunities to try to connect us. And I always knew they were doing it and it's fine. It's just when you're, you know, when you're 14, you're like, I don't want to hang out with my eight-year-old brother or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we both had, <clears throat> I remember we both got uh, the Pokemon game for Game Boy. We really loved that, and we would talk about that all the time. My husband still loves that. He still plays it, yeah. On Game Boy? Yeah. It was a good one. Yep. Uh, No graphics, but good gameplay. Yep. And then we got the Tamagotchis, and we both were kind of, I mean, I was too old to really be into it, but I was like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. And I hated it. Really? I hated doing it. Oh, I loved my Tamagotchi. It It was was a lot of work. It was. It wasn't wasn't a game anymore. You were responsible for this thing. Exactly. It wasn't a game. And I I think because I never really bought into wanting one, now you've just given me a a ridiculous, useless responsibility that doesn't, (laughs) like, I I didn't even want to do this. Uh And now I got to keep this thing alive. So I would kill those things over and over. You'd purposely kill them? Oh, yeah. Did your brother ever ask you to watch his? Uh, like I don't remember. I don't, that was the thing. The connection when we thing didn't really up. work. <laughs> that that didn't, no, <laughs> you took it and killed his too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember just trying as hard as I could because he was really into it, and I was one foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And I was trying as creatively as I could to come up with ways to kill mine, to show him that this doesn't matter. I mean, I was being a total jerk. <laughs> like this is digital nothing. This isn't even a real pet that you can love. <laughs> I, was, I was so mean. But it's funny that you mention that because I don't think we have fad toys anymore either, do we? No, because I don't think anybody's building the fad nature of it. The, is, the, is the commercial aspect of it why we're not having those? I think the marketing is, yeah, was a huge That's part it, of it. That's it, right? Yep. And then the, the demand that the on-shelf demand of it because I do, I vividly remember multiple times going to Toys R Us specifically yeah. looking for things like Furbies like mm-hmm. Tamagotchis and there was just an anticipation around it yeah. and a, a lack of supply that created the demand. People waiting at the door to get into yeah. things which doesn't as much happen. It's not as if stores don't exist but you don't have to go to the store and you can order things so much easier mm-hmm. and they can track. That's another thing. They can track demand for things in real time so much better now than they could 20 years ago that if if something is a hot item, they can probably produce 500,000 of them in a day and be like, oh, there you go. Now we're ready to go. And they don't have to ship them to stores. Mm-hmm. They're just ready to go. But, but there was something fun about that. And the other thing that it, I wanted to say, well, this was like a 90s, 2000s thing, but really it kind of peaked then. 
but it, hula hoops mm-hmm. and stuff from the 50s. There was always that stuff around Christmas. Do you remember the Boppets? Did you ever get into Boppet? I remember the name. Remind me what fun. it was. It was. It had a twisty thing, a pulley thing, and a Boppet thing, and it was just a game. And yes, you play, and it would we say, had one. Twist it, pull it, bop yeah. it, and then it would get faster as you go. Yeah. So it was like really good for hand-eye coordinate. Like I, I both liked that, and it. I was like, eh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of induces yeah. it, but it was cool. The other one that I completely forgot about until just now, and it's odd. I'm more reliving this through my brother because I was a little bit older and watching him go through the fad toys. At your advanced age, were there fad toys <laughs> no, when you actually, were growing up? I'm trying to think, and I don't think Cabbage Patch dolls in the 80s were one. Sure. That they were hard to get, and mm-hmm. I got one. But I got... I was too young to actually care about those, and I was a boy. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm picturing you <laughs> yeah. desiring a Cabbage Patch. I okay. Here's kid. my Cabbage Patch memory, and I've been to the Cabbage Patch Museum now twice. Once this year. <laughs> Don't go into that. Let's just okay. leave that where that's it. Where that's okay, at. Can we unpack that later? We can. It's in Georgia, so it's not exactly like a, it's a it's a it's a pilgrimage you got to take. It's a heck of a tease. We're gonna leave that. But in, I think it was 84, 85, I would have been three, four years old. I remember, this has got to be one of my earliest memories, getting a Cabbage Patch doll for Christmas and my parents acting like this was a big deal. So all I knew was I'm supposed to really care about this because they're telling me, I don't know that I would have remembered this, but they were hard to find. So that's probably why they were making a big deal out of it. And I was the firstborn. I was just getting to the age where Christmas was a thing. Mm -hmm. So I think for them, they felt like they had achieved something by getting a Cabbage Patch doll that I didn't really want. (laughs) I I remember not caring, yeah, but trying to almost perform for them at that age. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. To show them that I appreciated what they were telling me. And then putting, I, I named, they're like, oh, you have to name him. <laughs> so I, his, I'm like, Sam. <laughs> I'm like, I know no names. I'm four. Did I'm you try put, to kill your Cabbage Patch doll too? No, no. This was before I got too morbid. I put Sam up on a cabinet somewhere and was just like, there's Sam. <laughs> I don't know what to do with Sam, but I sure do think that I'm supposed to appreciate it. So there it is. Man, I would have loved Sam. I loved, I had multiple American Girl dolls. Mm. I had my twin doll. I had, I remember being too old for this and having a lifelike baby doll in a toy stroller walking around the mall. Mm-hmm. And too old, like, I was like on the edge of it being appropriate for me to be spending this much time with baby dolls and probably shouldn't have been out in public with them. But my mom was eating it up. She's like, oh, she's so young. But I looked like a young adult. So it just, it looked like a Wearing child. A shirt. It looked like a child had a baby and I was just taking my baby shopping. We got the craziest looks. I still remember that day at the mall. Everybody was like, is that your baby? My mom's like, it's fake. She's like, we got to go. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, that's another one we should probably unpack yeah. in a different segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last one that I wanted to mention, Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. Huge fat. That yep. one lasted years. My grandma used to wait outside of Ben Franklin's to get them for me. Oh, that's a store, isn't it? Yeah. Where's that? Is it in St. Louis? There's one in Belleville. Okay. I do believe there are multiple locations. The one in Belleville is getting ready to close. Yeah. The owners are shutting it down. Okay. They're retiring. That's like a five and dime kind of place, right? Kind of. It's huge. And it's it's really actually kind of sad with this conversation, too. It was one of the last places you could go and buy toys. They had a big oh, yeah. toy section. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been in a couple times this year, and I just I just said the other day, it's so cool that there's still a place you can go and buy these toys. Mm-hmm. That's not Walmart or Target. Right. Or, you know. Yeah, there's one of those in Edwardsville. That I think it's called, uh, I'm going to forget the name of it, but it's just a toy store. And it, it's everything's not cheap mm-hmm. because they have to charge a little bit more. Because that's the way it is. That's why they don't survive and that's why as they, much. Yeah, that's why they're out of business. Yeah. Well, actually, now that I say that, I haven't been there in about a year or two, so I hope they survived COVID. Yeah. I don't know. Um, on that note, <clears throat> excuse me, that I am in a good mood. That's great. And so we're not going to end this in a bad way. Okay. We're going to assume all those stores are fine. They're great. And they'll be open for years the to come. The Christmas spirit is alive and well. Exactly. It is alive and well on this show. We're doing a whole hour here that's kind of a Christmas special. So thank you for being a part of it, Trisha. Uh, come back. Take a break here. I'm going to play a little Christmas thing I made with the Chipmunks. It's the extended version. So this is like the LP of the Chipmunks thing that maybe you heard on the Eddie Fry Show Christmas special already. This is the long version. Um, and then Trisha's going to come back and we're going to talk about where we are with our attempt to, I guess, read through the Bible in a year. I don't know if we put a year on it, but... We're kind of trying to stay accountable, so we're going to catch you up on that. This is the Wiggins America Christmas Specials. So if you've been listening to the Annie Fry Show Christmas Special at all, or you're going going to, whatever, um, you may have heard it, and what you heard was the short version. But I thought, you know what? I did all the work. I'm going to play the long version on my own show and while I think the short version is a little bit better, a little spicier, a little funnier, uh, I, you know, I did the work. So here's the long version of this Chipmunks Christmas piece, exclusive to Wiggins America. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Ryan Wiggins, and just like everybody else, I loved the Chipmunks when I was a kid. I loved them so much that all I wanted for Christmas was to become a chipmunk. So, in 1987, I recorded this demo and sent it to the chipmunks. Boss OG, how happy I would be if I could only whistle. <laughs> my two front teeth, my two front teeth, my two front teeth. Oh, for Christmas is my two front teeth. So I could wish you Merry Christmas. I distinctly remember putting on the envelope to the chipmunks, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. However, apparently, their manager, Dave, intercepted the letter, and the chipmunks did not receive it until 2008, when they graciously responded with this message. Dear Ryan, we're so sorry, but we just got your terrific demo tape. If you're still interested, we'd love to have you come and record a song with us. Dave is dead. Hope to hear from you soon. Sincerely, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. I was elated, but a deep sense of shame now washed over me. I had deceived, even if unintentionally, the chipmunks, for I no longer sounded like the angelic cherub I once did. I was torn. Do I accept the invitation anyway? And meet my heroes at last? My conscience deep within crying out no. I was forced to issue one last grasping letter to the chipmunks. Dear chipmunks, I regret to inform you that I have aged poorly. I no longer sound like I once did, but I remain diligently devoted to your cause. If you will have me, I would relish the opportunity to still record with you. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, come on.
morning. 22 years after my initial demo, I was finally going in to record with the Chipmunks. And you know what? All of my concern about how my voice had changed didn't even matter, because the Chipmunks don't actually sound like that at all. They use voice-altering technology, known as album speed rate. Here's a little of what the guys sounded like when I went into the studio with them. Okay! Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys and time for cheer. We've been good, but we can't last. Hurry, Christmas, hurry fast. One to blame that loops the loop. Me, I want a hula hoop. We can hardly stand the way. Please, Christmas, don't be late. And with Dave out of the picture, I didn't even have to sing. All they wanted me to do was read his parts, which was a little weird since it felt like I was scolding my idols, who sounded like grown men. Want a plane that loops the loop? I still want a hula hoop. We can hardly stand the weight. Please, Christmas, don't be late. Very good, boys. Let's sing it again. Yeah. No, let's that's enough. Let's not overdo it. Overdo it. We want to sing it again. Now wait a minute, boys. Alvin. Alvin. Ah, this is weird. So maybe next time you hear that song on the radio, you'll hear my voice. Or maybe they'll just keep playing the old version. I don't know. But now that you know, here's the guys doing Jingle Bells. This is the Wiggins America Christmas special. Trisha, thank you for returning. Well, thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Merry Christmas. We normally do fun stuff. This is not going to be not fun, but it's a little bit more serious. And it's not as current event topical. But we've mentioned before on the air that you and I randomly, and we didn't really try to do this, but both of us simultaneously said, you need to get back in. You said, I wanted to read through the whole Bible. And I was like, I need to get back in the word because I'm using Christian language to say the same thing as you're saying. Look at you. I, exactly. Um, not that I was not ever reading the Bible. I just not, I wasn't making it a discipline. It wasn't part of my normal habit. So we mentioned that, I think, at the end of one show, maybe here or there. And I've gotten messages. It's one of those things that I, I, I love getting messages from people. It pretty much happens every time we're on the air. And I love responding to them, but I never mention them on air, which is stupid of me. So I wanted to bring that up. Ken uh, sent an email through the Wiggins America website, which you can send a message there if you want to do email or at Radio Wiggins on Twitter, or you can find me on Facebook. Get messages from all three places. Totally fine, whichever's, whichever one you want. But it says, uh, Dear Ryan, you recently talked about reading the Bible in a year with your co-host. That's you. That's nice. Thanks, Ken. <clears throat> Just I feel like wanted, I got a promotion. I do too. I, I wanted to that's one of the reasons I wanted to read this that's message. Awesome. Uh, just wanted to suggest the U version Bible app. They have a three hundred sixty five day plan. If you set the Bible version to NIV, it reads to you and you can follow along, which is actually pretty cool. It's like audio Bible. Nice. Uh, really enjoy your show and trust that y'all are in our prayers. Blessings, Ken. So thanks, Ken, first of all. Uh, although I responded to you, so if you heard this too, that's cool too. Um 
you though don't want to do the read through the Bible in a year plan. I said, I said, do you want to do this? And you were like, no, I want to do it straight through. And you just started in so- Genesis and you're just, <laughs> just plowing, plowing through. Yeah. The read through, there might be a reason why there's a plan because there is, there are days when I have to read and reread a few times yeah. each passage. That's because you're getting later into Genesis. Uh-huh. The early Genesis stories are a little more famous. Oh, you fly through those. Yeah. It's amazing how early some of the most famous. Yeah, it's amazing that they only last like a paragraph too, isn't it? Yes. I was just surprised uh, the Noah and his ark pop up so early. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, obviously Adam and Eve right out of the gate and... I've all the, the the most famous stuff happened in my first maybe week of reading, right. and now I'm getting into the weeds <laughs> yeah. of it. And, I told you, well, and especially now, once you get past the beginning of Exodus, then it really starts to get to where you're not really reading stories anymore; you're reading rules. Okay. And so I'm just warning you. You did warn me of that. Yeah. And is it okay if I kind of like skim that part? No, you said you're going to read you're through right. the whole thing. No. Now, if we wanted I'm to gonna... do a different project, then yes. No, you're right. But... All right, I'm going to read through. I'm going to read the whole thing right now. I'm in Genesis 31, and uh, Jacob is separating from Laban. Yes. And... So I'm just, I just Are caught up close? to you. Yeah, I'm right there. Did I'm either you, right there you, or right past it. Have you read it? Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Okay, what do you think about this? Tell well, me what's all about sta- this. What's standing out about it to you that we should discuss? Nothing particularly. I guess Jacob got Jacob's flocks are increasing. Jacob's thriving. Laban's not happy about it. So, for context, if you're either you've read this and you just can't remember what is going on, or you've never read these stories. Abraham is the person called by God to be like this new covenant. I'm going to make a new covenant, new people with you. Then he has Isaac. Isaac has Jacob, whose name becomes Israel. I don't know if you've gotten to that I point haven't yet. gotten there yet. Yeah. Ooh, spoiler. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's <laughs> I hate exciting. To, I hate to spoil the ending. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Jacob then has to live with, I think it's, his, it's a relative of his, Laban, but God is calling these people separately because even their relatives believe in other gods. So that's why he's so specific about, well, I'm going to do this through your line, your lineage, because basically everybody in the entire world at that time believes in all kinds of gods and they're mostly statues and whatever. And they have rooms and they worship them and all kinds of just stuff that we wouldn't even think of now Mm -hmm. that that was their gods. And, um, I think some of it was probably more to show wealth than anything. Well, some but. of I it's interesting and I don't obviously I'm not a religious historian. I know that's a surprise, but it's interesting in some of the stories of other cultures how there are still parallels to a great flood and different sure. things that tie back into the Bible and into God even if they weren't calling it the Yeah. even if they had a different different symbolism for it. Yeah. We've talked about that a little bit before the flood story in specific, it permeates different cultures and writings from different parts of the world. And a lot of people that I know who I've talked to about this, who are not Christian, they'll say, well, that kind of proves that the story of Noah isn't true. And I'm like, well, it really doesn't prove it or disprove it. It proves that there's factual basis for it. And to me, it actually, it kind of proves the opposite that you you can't prove that the story of Noah is the story because there's others. There's the Epic of Gilgamesh. There's famous flood stories that vary. 
but they have that thing in common. So it proves that the underlying story is probably true. Yes. But you can't prove from just the cultural readings which one of them is true. Mm -hmm. So I get where people criticize it, but I think their criticism is a little bit undue because they're overlooking the fact that part of this is actually confirming some that's, of the story. And that's what I take away from that. Yeah. That there that it is there is proof, regardless of all the like different beliefs, that that it is grounded in fact. Right. So Right. So we're in, in Genesis. Uh, and I guess we'll try to sort of update you here and there as to where we are. We're at the very end of Genesis, if you want to try to catch up to us right now. What's the read the Bible in the air? How do you do that if you don't just read straight through? So it picks different chapters of different books so that you're reading about two, three chapters a day. But it'll be one from Genesis, one from Psalms, one from John or whatever. And then it kind of walks you through different books so you're getting different pieces of different things. And over the span of a year, if you stick to it, you will have read the whole Bible. Uh. So it will pair some of the drier stuff from the Pentateuch, or the first five books, um, with stuff that's from the New Testament and Psalms and other things to kind of keep you going. Because some of the stuff that you're about to get into, you're already experiencing it. I can tell that you're like, okay, I've I'm got a losing my motivation. Early, yeah, early Bible fatigue, but I am going to keep going. Okay. Because I said I was going to do it, and this is this is what I wanted to do. I've wanted to do this for many, many years now. I've wanted to read it start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I've already started, so I might as well finish. Is So, Christmas special, right? Mm-hmm. Is the Christmas story itself part of any of your family traditions like reading the the famous you know Linus stands up for the peanuts and reads the Christmas story like have, has that been a part of anything that you guys have ever done no not really I us either that's why I just asked yeah it's not no the answer no. is no uh, we watch Christmas the peanuts Christmas, yeah right us too for, yeah I mean and for many many years especially when I was younger we'd go to midnight mass there was yeah. you know the, like we did mm-hmm. Work it in, but no, nobody sits down and officially reads it's, it or anything. It's one of those things that I think when I got married and we were going to have kids, we're like, oh, we're definitely going to do that, right? But neither one of us grew up in a family that ever sat down and read the Christmas story on Christmas or mm-hmm. any, whatever. And we've never done it. I think my parents probably set out with the same intentions, <laughs> like knowing for the first I don't know, five, six, seven years of my life, they dragged me out at midnight and we'd do the mass thing. And I think they, and then I think at some point they thought, we believe enough. We've got enough foundation. <laughs> Let's stay in and warm. And But even the Christmas mass, that's more than we ever did. And I grew up in a, you know, a Christian household. Um, I didn't really like give my life to Christ until college. So that's when I always look back and I say, well, that's kind of when it started for me. But uh, I never, ever, uh, until maybe I would say maybe once or twice ever that I go to a midnight mass on Christmas Eve, and it's neat because you go into modern churches are not built for that. They're more like they're buildings that have been remade into churches, or they're a tin shack out in the middle of a field that somebody yeah. you know put brick facade on, and they're just not as um, elegant and. So going to a church that's a little more historic was something my wife always wanted to do. So right after we got married, I think maybe two Christmases total out of the seven years that we were married before we had kids, did we go to an actual midnight mass? First time I'd ever done it. 
Super cool. It's so Candles, cool. all the stuff. Well, and you walk in and the energy at that time of night and oh, all the yeah. people there to worship. And it's, yeah. it, I'm, it's been a long time, but I remember it being uh, <laughs> very impactful. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we'll kind of just walk through this with you if you want to walk through it with us. Let us know what you're thinking about what you're reading. And maybe if you catch up, that'd be great. We are uh, heading right into Exodus. Here we go. Get ready for it. (laughs) Uh, This is the Wiggins America Christmas special hour. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, This has been fun. We've covered a lot of ground and, uh, you know, something a little bit different for Christmas, but we'll be back in the normal program. It's actually been a super heavy news week, which isn't normal. (laughs) This should be like a dead week, and it's not. It's been super heavy news, so um, a lot of that still to come, of course. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 